Running out of freaking ammunition. The threat of death. Let me play my part. Check to hate. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Yeah. Girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. Even though by the time this goes, it will have already happened. Um, you're involved in so many nonprofits around the community. Was that for the purpose of building up your knowledge base to be better for yours? Yeah, it, it's twofold, right? Uh, you know, selfishly, you know, if you look at uh, the part of the, the, the human that, that needs to, uh, to grow, um, certainly there's, there's emotional, there's spiritual, there's, you know, in the, the, the nonprofit world is, is filling one of my buckets. I didn't, uh, I didn't think it would, I didn't seek out to have it do so, but, uh, candidly it helps fill one of my buckets that, uh, you know, keeps me driving forward. Right. Yeah. Um, the other piece of it is yes, yeah, selfishly, I figured the more groups that are already out there successful doing the things that we're looking to do that I can learn from, the better that we're going to be able to to do our mission, so. For sure. It doesn't leave me with much time when I'm moonlighting with several nonprofits, but. <laughs> well, that's like, what's the alternative? Because, like, look at the path I've taken. Um, I t walked you through my schedule over the next couple months, and I didn't even lay out half of it, and I'm already, like, losing my mind. I've got a public speaking on Tuesday. Yeah. Where am I going, by the way? Uh, you're going to be going to the VFW post-428. All right, let's have this be part of the interview, post-428. Sure. So I'm a civilian. Mm -hmm. I see on your website, veteranvalorfarm.org. Give yeah. today, bitches. Um, <laughs> I see it says uh, veterans would rather be helped by other veterans. Yeah. I think there's a level of trust, right? I think it's just, uh, you know, when we, uh, when we look at something, are we going to trust a doctor that's, you know, talking in theory? They're talking in, well, hey, you know, when we hear people are going through this, we suggest this. Are they going to talk to somebody who is there? Yeah, they're gonna talk to somebody who's got the same little devil running around in their mind that you know maybe you found a way to suppress. So I think it's just a level of trust that uh, you know they're able to get help from other veterans. They're able to listen. They're able to pour out their hearts to other veterans where you know maybe there's no one else they would talk to. Wow. So besides, <laughs> hey, did you kill anyone? What else shouldn't I say as a civilian? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but like, no, I don't no, know. I, know. I don't know the audience that I'm going to. I've got 20 minutes, right? Yeah, you so do. That's... And so this isn't a veterans group. That's the oh, best it's part. Not. Nope, nope. So it's um, so it's at this has the been VFW. Great preparation you've been giving me, yeah. <laughs> Teresa. It's uh, October 30th. Don't worry about it. You <laughs> got you two whole days, <laughs> a day and a half. <laughs> it's lots of time. Uh, oh. No, so I'm I'm part of uh, I'm part of a, of a local group here. I'm actually. Uh, Scarily enough, uh, vice president of the St. Cloud area, Sertoma Group. And so we are uh, a group of 60 uh, individuals who really just care about, uh, you know, giving back to our local community. And, and you know, the, the whole premise behind uh, Sertoma existing is, is ultimately for, for deaf and hard of hearing. But the, the, the 
our individual group, you know, part of what we support and our kind of main focus here, at least locally, is children's and veterans-related causes. And so, and they're deaf. Well, no, they don't have to be. Because I was going to play one of her songs. Now I'm going <laughs> to look like a complete ass. You didn't tell me it was deaf. Don't people. worry about it. No, there's not deaf people there that are present. That's part of ours. So our 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 main goal. So what we give back. So we actually give, uh, you know, forty to sixty thousand dollars a year to other groups that directly benefit either deaf, hard of hearing, children's related causes. So gotcha. a lot to do with children, right? Children are the future of our community, and then other veterans related mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so from the standpoint of the meeting on Tuesday, it's, you know, it's, it's touching on the area of, of children, right? And it's touching on the area of veterans. And those two worlds come together great when we're talking childhood trauma and how that can lead into PTSD, eating disorders, things like that. You know, everything is in life is a catalyst to something else. And so I think talking of that is going to be good, right? So we have a speaker every Tuesday, and it's a different... Not primarily nonprofit leader or local community leader of something, and it's just getting the word out about all the things that are available uh, because people, everybody's passionate about something else, right? You you might be listening to this right now and be like, oh, that's real fucking cool, Matt. You know, Venner Valor Farm, hoorah! But I, it's not what I'm passionate about. That's okay. Yeah. Um, find something you are passionate about and give your time or your money to that. And so this here is saying, you know, there there isn't necessarily everybody's going to care about the vets, but there might be some people listening that either themselves or they know other people who have, I mean, had the similar, you know, childhood trauma that Kelly had. And they're going to, that's going to touch them more than something that I might have as a message. So it's getting that, that word out, but also knowing that we're a group that's helping other groups. You I know, like so that. we're giving... You know, all that money that we raise every year, we're giving to, you know, 20 to 30 other nonprofits. That's amazing because I don't know if people realize, like, this. I'm, I'm very fortunate, like yourself, to have a career where I have resources. I can, when shit blows up in my face, I can say, all right, I'm going to take my life savings and there's going to be the Kelly Nicole Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I can go out and do that. And I'm very, very lucky. But I don't know if people mm-hmm. understand how, like, once you've drained through... Once the well is dry, you've gone through your closest friends, your family members, you're this, you're that, and everyone's given 20 or 30 bucks, and that well is kind of dried up, and the strangers don't know what you're trying to do or who you are. Wait, Hard yep. Rock? Wait, Hard Rock nonprofit? Wait, what? You want me to buy the <laughs> album or donate? I don't get it. No, I'm trying to explain this shit to people. I'm like, it's a music-based philanthropic movement. You can donate. You can buy band merch. You can do this. Right. You can do that. Buying the album on iTunes goes straight to our bank account. It's a music-based nonprofit, and they're like... But wait, what are you doing? Like, I've just told you. It's so fucking lonely to try to explain a vision to a complete stranger that the fact that you guys have this network, mm-hmm. to me, is just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, so it's it's fun. I mean, it's been around. The group's been around for over 100 years. I mean, so uh, it's it's cool to see it still going. Yeah. Uh, it's cool to see that we're, we're able to do it. But, yeah, I mean, it's helped me a ton, right? Uh, it's helped me learn a lot about all the other awesome causes and people there are out here in this community uh it's helped me also realize that shit takes time (laughs) when you got these groups that are you know been around for 50 60 years and they raise millions of dollars a year and to know that their struggle is still real every thousand bucks helps them too you know it's like holy crap you know to see that that's still it those groups started somebody just like you and i somebody ultimately gave a shit one day started a non-profit and then poof you know a whole bunch of hard work, hustle, cries, and you yeah. know, blood later, 
they have this giant movement, and so I think just uh, just seeing that it's, it's given me it's given me faith that it can happen, that it will happen. Uh, you know, there is no magic time frame, of course, but it's it's helped me learn, you know, how nonprofits can run, and that you know shit can be successful. So I think we're gonna make it because you and I are at that age, like we've got a little bit of resources to bankroll the idea while it's just an idea. Mm-hmm. But we're also young enough to fucking put in the late hours and just not be quite so burned out, right. you know. Which isn't to say that someone older wouldn't. But I'm already getting to like I'm pushing forty. I'm like fuck. When does this life thing get just a little bit easier? <laughs> and it doesn't. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. It's not gonna. <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, yeah. There's it's a reason that all my uh, hair is uh, is turning gray and falling out. <laughs> it's debonair. I think that's the way that's called. Yeah, it's debonair. <laughs> Um, so we talked a little bit about like, or I blurted out for a second, like, um, people who haven't served, which is 99% of us here in this country. And there's 1% defending not just the U S but the U S values mm-hmm. all around the world. Right. Like if the U S military, I think if the U S Navy pulled out of the Pacific, you know, like people are like, Oh, you know, nation building at home, bring, you know, end the oh, empire, yeah. Yeah, bring everyone course. home. Yeah. Bring everyone home. China takes Taiwan tomorrow. Right. If the U.S. pulls out of the Pacific, Japan needs nukes, North Korea is unchecked. Like, the world blows up if we're not there. So what's it like for you to be in that 1% and 99% of us takers? I'll say it. Hogs at the trough. Yeah, I just got, I just got goosebumps and pissed off all at the same time. <laughs> and it's, well, it's true. It's just, uh, it's like, God, you know, if, and, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't understand, but I like to think I try not to open my mouth when I don't understand it. And just like I, I love the idea of this philanthropic money tree that, that automatically pays for everybody to do everything and health insurance is free and all this. That's wonderful in theory. I got to be honest, that shit will never happen because there isn't enough to go around. And much in the same, I liken it to that. Yeah, I love, I love the theory of there not being troops everywhere. I really do. The fact that there isn't people getting blown up and having to take out other people and you know everybody's just happy and at peace. That sounds just awesome, but that's a utopia. It's not reality. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right, and thank you for acknowledging it. The, there's a lot of shit that people just don't understand that if we got out of it and, and you know, air quotes, you know, stopped being world police for a second, um, there's a lot of other stuff that would, that would implode or explode. And that's not to say that I've... That every military thing we've ever tried has been just this oh, sure. resounding success. There's <laughs> this clusterfucks. I was against. So when the when the Iraq War broke mm-hmm. out, I was in college, and I remember nine eleven. Everyone remembers nine eleven. Oh, yeah. I looked around. I was like, they're gonna use this to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was so I'm on the streets. I'm in college. I've got my little sign. You know, let's not do this or whatever the fuck the sign said with my friends, my mm-hmm. my protesting friends, and who you're not gonna believe this. You think you've got crazy Iraq war stories. I have one. Who comes down the goddamn street but a parade of Iraqi Americans waving American and Iraqi flags saying it's about goddamn time you took this bastard out. Mm-hmm. It's about fucking time. And we were like, <laughs> there's five of us, there's 40 of them. They're marching down the street, dancing, singing, like down with Saddam, yep. down with Saddam. I was like, oh my God. And we were curious, like, okay, you know, pull one of them aside and like, aren't you afraid of... Uh, who are you going to lose in this? He goes, well, I've already lost my brother. Uh, you have to pay a price for freedom. Yeah. He's like, you, you want to talk about losing people? You should live under Saddam Hussein for a little while. 
I think we, uh, on the left, which is kind of me, and this is not a political podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know how sure. much of this I'll leave in, but I want to just have a real conversation with a combat vet that right. like goes there, right? Um, I think we sugarcoat some of the assholes that are out there running countries. Um, like, there's there's some people that need to be taken down a step. I don't think that uh, we always prioritize things right in this country, like half a million Americans a year die of air pollution. You're not going to see that on Fox News, mm-hmm. right? That's 10 Vietnams a year. But, like, where's, where's the outrage on the right over that? Mm-hmm. You know, those are heartbeats that stop, too. So I, 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 I get it. I'm on the left. I, I, I'm always like, do we really, is this the best possible outcome? Is this the best possible course of action? But at the same time, we take people like you for granted that have gone out there and been in the teeth of it and said, I'll fucking pick up a gun and defend this concept for a little while. I'll give 18 months of my life. And some of them give a lot more than that, you know? Yeah, no, and it was interesting to that point, you know, uh, being over there for the first free election. You know, 2004, yeah. when you when you look at it, Iraqis, and so to, to put it in context for those listening, you know, and some of you may have been there, but, you know, they're, these people that are everyday uh, citizens are going out to risk their lives to vote. Like, literally, we're protecting these polling stations all night, and, and the Iraq police, you know, the local... The locals who are trying to protect them are running out of freaking ammunition. They're no getting way. they're getting attacked so long, so frequently, and you know the terrorists did their absolute best to stop this from happening. That election happened anyway, again under the threat of death, and almost eighty percent of the voting eligible population voted. I see that 80, in America. Eighty <laughs> percent, and and you know when they Jeez. and they have to dip their fingers. In, you know, we talk about voter fraud here. They had to dip their fingers in ink to show that they voted, and you know to go through. And I, I remember it. It was I, I was up for about four days straight. You know, living downtown, trying to make sure all this shit actually happened, and just to see the the people's expressions and their excitement over something like voting. Yeah, and to know that eighty percent of them showed up and did it. 100% of us are bitching about something, but 50% of us don't vote. Oh, I think it's higher than that. So so with that, yeah, not political, there is a, there is an election coming up in two weeks. Get out there and fucking vote, people. If you want to bitch about something, bitch about it after you voted for it. I agree. Was there, um, now I'm curious, since you were there live in the flesh, um, was there a... Uh, I know it's not the most progressive part of the world, but places change, places evolve. Were were there guys who were like, it's about damn time women have a voice in this country? Or were they kind of like putting up with it? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't understand. Uh, you know, I, I could understand the uh, the the ink on the hands, but the, the Durka Dirks and Badurka Dirks, I didn't quite understand, so I, I couldn't tell you. I can't use you. that. What? Whatever you just said. Was that racist? No. What the fuck did that mean? Team America World Police. <laughs> Come on. I can't use that. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> I can't use that. Well, then you have to bleep it out. I just I just did in my mind. Oh, there you go. Well, there must have been... What was it like to be able to see the women voting? Especially yeah, younger cool. women. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how, uh, you know, how far behind they are in the times. But uh, I think they were pretty pumped about it. I mean, everybody needs a voice, right? Hell yeah. Well, that's what the uh, Kelly Nicole Foundation is about, is using her voice, her music, what she created, to give a voice to all those people that you were saying earlier just don't feel like speaking out. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say to uh, someone who's maybe 
deployed right now. Somehow they got on iTunes and they're hearing this and they're like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is hitting home for me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just uh, uh, talk. Just just get the feelings out. Talk to people. Talk to your brothers. I mean, I had people that, uh, or sisters for that matter. I mean, again, I just look at the the interesting turn of events, you know, over the last couple of weeks and, and talking to a buddy, you know. We, we were over there together. Everything seems great. You know, he's one that actually has a wife still, which I think most of us are all divorced, um, almost all of them. And, you know, it seems like everything's fucking great, right? But dude's struggling. And I mean struggling big time. You know, yeah. the fact that he's, you know, he's saying, hey, it's very, very helpful to finally be getting some of this out. Um, it hurts. It sucks ass. But it's helpful. Um, so I would say just, I mean, don't be afraid to talk to your friends. They don't have to have been there. Just uh, talk to anyone who will listen and get it out there. Would you, there was one of your buddies, I don't remember his name, who was very active at, at our event. Mm-hmm. But he was, he had a lot to say. And I just feel like there's a lot of guys and women out there who maybe would be interested in being guests on this. Um, yeah, we keep us in mind and let folks know. Yeah, absolutely, cool. absolutely, for sure. Cool. If if you know if we can, if what Kel created, and her talent, um, her natural talent, her grit, her strength, forcing the food down so she could get into the studio and hit record, if that gives someone else a voice, um, who's on the edge, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean that's exactly what she would want, you know, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movie. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is from Amplified!